Hello, this is Des of Des360 Wisdom and Wit for Women. I am so excited about today's topic because this came from one of my listeners. I've been getting a lot of comments and feedback from the blogs and podcasts. And so, you know, as always, I always ask for any suggestions that you may have. And so someone inboxed me and said, hey, what about this topic? Because I'm going through this right now and I know I'm not the only one. So today we'll be talking about the disappearing woman. So I know some of you are like, what the heck is the disappearing woman? Obviously, we know what the word disappear means and we know what it is to be a woman. But what happens when you actually start to disappear as a woman? Um, And so when I received the inbox message, it was from a woman who's married and she's feel like she's felt like she's lost herself over the duration of her relationship. Um, She doesn't know her head from her tail, so to speak. And so she's like, what do you do? Like, how do you redeem yourself? Like, there has to be something out there that can be done. How do you kind of find yourself? How do you, um, you know, get back to where it all started? And so I started to do a little bit of research. You know, I love to do research to back up my personal opinion because, you know, an opinion is what it is. Everyone has one. But, you know, I like to do research and see what other theorists or psychoanalysts are saying. And so this is no different. And so just to get started on this topic, the disappearing woman, I want to share with you something that I read from psychoanalyst Beverly Engel. She is the author of Loving Him Without Losing Yourself, and she calls it The Disappearing Woman. And so that's where I got the title from. What happens when women lose track of what they believe in, what they stand for, what's important to them, and what makes them happy just because they happen to be in a relationship. And so that's what the definition definition, excuse me, of a disappearing woman is. And so I know that we've all been there. We feel like we've lost ourselves to some capacity. But what happens when you're in a long-term relationship or marriage and you've been in this marriage for 10, 20, 30 years and you've not, you know, you feel like you've totally lost yourself. You don't have a clue as to who you are, what do you like, you know, what you like, your dislikes, um, the things that make you tick in the morning. Like I can't imagine being in a relationship for that long, not knowing um, any longer who I am. And so what ends up happening is as women, we are so committed to everything that we do. (laughs) That is a gift and a curse. And so we give up our time, we give up hobbies, we give up friendships and sometimes careers even. And when the relationship ends, it seems that you have nothing to go back to. It's almost like you're starting over. Um, not only your life, but your identity is almost somewhat of an identity crisis, in my opinion. Um, you know, it's like when you're growing up and you're trying to figure out where you fit, which girl group you fit in. Are you with the mean girls? Are you with the nerds or the computer geeks or what have you? Like, where do you fit? I see that happening all the time um, in relationships. You know how, you know, you could have a close girlfriend and you guys have been hanging out for forever. She gets married and she totally disappears. Now, let me clarify. I'm not talking about the kind of disappearing that should happen when you're a married woman. Obviously, um, you know, there are some things that have to change structurally and behaviorally in your life when you become a married woman. Listen, I'm a married woman, so I get it. However, when it comes down to losing myself, I try my best to make sure that I stay in tune with who I am at the core of who I am. And so that's kind of how I got to this 360. It was actually a way for me to constantly and constantly remind myself and be held accountable for being myself and being me. And so you have to try to figure out what that thing is for you. What can help you be accountable to yourself to make sure that your identity isn't lost in the relationship? And I actually want to just go ahead and quote something else that I read in another one, another book um, by an author named Sherry Argov. 
Um, and the name of her book is Why Men Love Bitches, From Doormat to Door- Dream Girl, A Woman's Guide to Holding Her Own in a Relationship. And she says, and I quote, and the more we give up of ourselves, the less we are the woman our sweetie was attracted to in the first place. And so, end quote. And so I would just have to, in some ways, agree to that because think about it. The person, your husband, in this case, we're talking about relationships, but specifically your husband um, committed to was who you were. And if you lose the components of who you are, then are you really trying to force them to be with this other person, this other being, this other personality? Um, it can sometimes be very challenging to maintain yourself um, in a marriage, when, especially when you start having children and careers start getting involved and things like that. But think about it. When you selected your mate, you selected him for whatever reason it is, and that's the trait and the characteristic that you would hope that they would keep throughout the relationship. When that characteristic or those characteristics, because oftentimes it's not just one thing you lose. There are several things that we're going to start talking about those in a minute. It's like, what do you expect me to do? You're not even the same person I married. Right. Or you're not even the same person I committed myself to. And so that's what they start to say. And it's absolutely true, because when you're losing yourself, you can't be the person that they once saw you as because you don't even know who you are. Right. So. Um, It says the nice girl thinks she's given up something to get something better in return. She gives up control over her own life. When the time comes for her to get what she expected, she winds up disappointed. In addition to being empty handed, she's depleted. So, you know, when I read that, I was like, here's the thing. It is very challenging to be someone you're not. And sometimes we put on this facade for so long that it starts to literally deplete your very being, deplete your energy and your self-confidence and everything else that made up who you once were. And so, you know, when you think about and this is in no way, let me say this first, an excuse, um, me giving a man excuses to go out and cheat or your partner excuse to go out and cheat. But you're not even the same person. So if I go out to look for someone who possess the personality traits or the characteristics that you once had that you've lost. Am I really wrong? I don't know. That's for you to decide. But what I do know is that being fake and phony and trying to be something that you're not to stand a relationship is very exhausting. And you know what? At the end of the day, it's just not healthy in a lot of ways. Um, and part of the reason is the way that we were brought up. It just depends on your age. You know, society now tells girls and women that, you know, it's totally acceptable to propose to a man. You know, I'm an 80s baby and that was unheard of. I never knew anyone who proposed, any women who proposed to a man for any reason. I don't care if <laughs> they were with them for 25 years. They would just be, uh, what do you call it, common law married. I, I, I don't know not one person who ever proposed to anyone from my generation. But now, guess what? It's happening all the time. We sit on social media. We sit on the news. And, you know, we even may know someone who has, as a woman, proposed to a man. What's my opinion on it? That's another podcast. We'll get into that later. But what happens is we find ourselves in this situation, this dilemma of the disappearing woman, because, you know, sometimes we're brought up to believe that the relationship is the main event of our life. Think about it, ladies. We grow up and they tell us, you know, to work hard, be smart, you know, be a lady, all those things. And then they also start talking about making sure we're prepared to take care of our husbands. Right. So it's like if I grow up and I finally get into the situation where I have a husband, it's like, hey, I'm right on target with what my parents and my mom prepared me for, you know. And so many people or many women will have um, this idea that they finally made it. They've met their goals. Some people, uh, women don't even have, you know, their careers in line or they don't have 
um, children yet or whatever the case may be. But if they've gotten their husband, then they're winning, you know. So, you know, it goes back to the old adage, which is, you know, you win some and you lose some because in some instances you win and you lose. Right. How many relationships do we have to go through before we find the, the right mate? Right. Where you can authentically be yourself, like really peel back the layers. Right. So you have to go through sometimes a process. I don't know anyone or many people that have, you know, married the person that they've been with for since, you know, elementary school or high school. Now, it happens, of course, all over the all over the world. But did they stay in that one relationship or did they depart, you know, get more relationship experience dating and come back to each other? I don't know. You know, each situation is different. I'm not here to judge. I'm just bringing you information and giving you my personal opinion. But I know that we all know someone who have uh, broken plans with us. You know, you have a girl's night plan. You've been planning it for months. And um, all of a sudden your girl can't show because of this new guy or this guy that she's been seeing, you know, or, um, you know, she's so stuck, you know, up under him that she can't do anything, you know, normal stuff like meet me at the salon. That's the thing y'all used to do. All of a sudden now she can't do that. You know, the schedule is changing and things like that. And I'm not saying that any of that is okay. Cause guess what? My schedule has changed tremendously as well, but in certain situations, you know, so all these things, um, could lead to at some point resentfulness and also just the frustration of it all of trying to constantly please your mate. So the big question is, how do you know you're losing yourself, right? So I'm glad you asked. So one way you know you're losing yourself is you compromise your needs and interests to keep your partner happy. Now, this was a big one for me to actually want to say to you all. I didn't want to make it seem like that should not be a goal to make your partner happy. But if you're not taking care of yourself and your own happiness, then you're probably not going to do the best job of making your mate happy. Okay, so in making your mate happy or your partner happy or taking on their interests in lieu of yours, you want to make sure that there is a balance. Right. So it's okay, And it is completely possible to, you know, get involved in your husband or your your mate's interest. And it's also okay to want to make them happy. But not at the cost of your own happiness and losing sight of your own interests. Okay. The other thing is you seek approval from your partner before making simple decisions. Like I don't need to wait for my husband to come home from work um, to see about an outfit. No, I'm going to just get dressed. Now, if there's a special occasion and I want an opinion, of course, you know, you want to ask, do I look good in this? Do I look fat or whatever the case may be? Do you see the rolls in my back? Hey, that's my question. I'm not perfect. I don't know about you. But do you see these fat rolls, the potential rolls and all that stuff, right? So that kind of stuff, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like you can't make a decision on your own, like what you're going to eat. Like that's crazy. Make a decision, girl. Make a sandwich. Get a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I don't know what you want to eat, but find something to eat. That's not a decision that has to be run by your partner or your mate. All right. So I made, um, I alluded to this one earlier when I talked about meeting up and going out and hanging out. So what about your social life? Is it becoming non-existent all of a sudden? Has all of your friends just kind of disappeared? You don't even know what's happening with them. They don't know what's happening with you. Does it feel like you're kind of living in a bubble? Okay, so that's another way to kind of figure out and say, hey, I think I'm kind of losing myself here. What about you deeply missing the freedom of a single life? Now, listen, if you're in a relationship and you are, you know, daydreaming about when you were once single. And I'm not saying just to be single because you're out here turning up. I'm saying just the freedom of it all, like the ability to totally be yourself. If that is what you're thinking, then you have probably lost yourself. Okay. What about, um, 
losing sight of your dreams and passions, right? So we all come fully loaded with dreams and passions and goals. But what happens when you lose sight of yours? What happens when your primary goal is to help push your mates to their purpose? What about your purpose? What about your dreams? Do they just go left um, by the wayside? Do you constantly try to figure out a new way to pursue them that doesn't cause conflict or, you know, and I'm not telling you to do anything in your marriage or your relationship that would sever the relationship unless it needs to be severed anyway. But, you know, I'm saying to keep hold of who you are. Okay. What about your self-confidence? Okay. So self-confidence is a byproduct of having a strong sense of self. But if you're losing yourself, then it's probably likely that you're also lacking self-confidence. Right. What about, um, you're, you know, I've heard women say, I just can't wait to feel like myself again. I say that now. I'm pregnant, right? I say it now. I can't wait to feel like myself again. But that's a valid reason to want to feel like myself. My everything feels swollen. I'm big, let me tell you. I'm hungry all the time. I'm sleepy all the time. And I can't fully function and think properly <laughs> or to my greatest capacity while being pregnant. But that shouldn't be a feeling I have when I'm not pregnant or on a regular basis. And also, what about shrinking yourself? First of all, we have, as women, we do that anyway. We shrink ourselves sometimes because of a whole lot of different reasons. Matter of fact, that should be another podcast, shrinking yourself. Like, I've had people tell me that I shrink myself, but no longer am I going to shrink myself. I'm over that part of that, um, part of my self-confidence and things like that. So shrinking yourself to make your partner feel like they're bigger or, you know, um, oftentimes, feeding their egos, you know what I mean? So you have to shrink yourself so that their ego doesn't feel attacked or what have you, case, what, what, have, what have you, okay? And then you also have suppressing your voice. Like, what about the woman who was so opinionated that he loved to death, right? You were dating and it was all great and all good. Now you're married and you don't have an opinion unless he gives it to you. I can't, for me personally, again, this is my opinion, I can't be in a relationship where I can't voice my opinion. Anyone who knows me knows I am going to voice my opinion, especially in my relationship. I don't have to, now I have to be respectful. There's a way to deliver my message. I'm married, so I don't just pop off. Um, but I'm definitely not going to lose my voice, you know, in my relationship. Um, and so those are some of the things that you can kind of, and there, there are so many more. Those are just a few, about, I think, seven or eight that I just talked about, talking about losing yourself. How do you know that you're losing yourself? The disappearing woman. Welcome back to my favorite part of the podcast on the record with Dez. This is a part of the show where I summarize the show and send you back to life with a solution. So here's your solution for this week. If you've lost yourself, the good news is that you can be found. So the whole episode, we've been talking about ways to know that you've lost yourself to kind of self-evaluate and determine whether or not you are the disappearing woman, the woman who's been in a long-standing relationship with a, a husband or a mate, and you just feel like you don't even know who you are, your identity, um, you're in an identity crisis, and your social life is non-existent or, you know, being depleted, and you lack self-confidence, and you don't even know if you like, you know, um, macaroni and cheese or sweet potatoes, you know, <laughs> so that's okay though, because I'm here to give you a solution. We know that there are a lot of problems, but again, that's what on the record, uh, on the record with Des is all about bringing you solutions to life's problems. So here we go. The first thing is you have to go back and figure out who you are at the core of your being. Who are you? That may mean that you need to do some journaling, some self-reflecting, figure out those things that you love to do before you got into a relationship, 
Maybe even ask your partner, what were some of the things that you fell in love with me? What were some of the things that drew you to me? To me? What are some of the things to ask your friends? What are some of the things that you loved about me? And some of them may be honest and say, well, you used to do this, but you really don't do that anymore because, you know, since you got with old boy, you know, our friends will be honest with us. So, you know, know who you are. Go back to the core of who you are. And while you're there, start participating in activities that you enjoy. So if you like um, working out, Go back to working out. I don't see why that should be a problem. Um, Go back to painting if you enjoy painting, making music, whatever your thing is. You have to get back out there and start enjoying doing things that you enjoy doing. Just you, not that your partner enjoys the things that make you your heart pitter patter when you're doing them. Those are the things you need to go back and do. Maybe find a way to give back to a local charity or Get back to your local school or park district. There are a lot of ways to figure out what it is that you like um, at the stage in life that you're in. The other thing you want to do is make sure you don't go into isolation. Get yourself out of isolation, meaning that you get back in contact. Because if you're a disappearing woman, I can almost guarantee that you have lost contact with not only friends, but family as well. And so we like to call that, you know, isolation. You want to make sure that you start getting yourself back to communicating with your friends and family, you know, even if it's just small talk. I'm not saying that you have to talk to these people every day, all day long. They need to consume all of your time. No, but it'll help you. That connectivity will help you kind of remember who you are as a person and make you feel good about yourself. Speaking of feeling good about yourself, you need to start practicing self-care. Self-care, I did a a podcast or a blog on that. You know, self-care looks different to everyone. Self-care for me means giving me a minute, non-interrupted, without having to talk on the phone, computer, anything, you know, interact with anyone. I just need a moment of solace. I have a lot going on. You know, as some of you know, you know, I'm married. We have a 14-year-old in the house, uh, uh, a 19-month-old, and I'm pregnant. And then I also work a job and have my own brand as well. So it's a whole lot. So I have to make sure that I sometimes just separate myself and just have a moment and have a come to Jesus meeting, just me and Jesus. Okay, so practice self-care, you know, for you, that might mean going back to the salon and going back to getting your manis and petties on a regular basis and things like that. So figure out what those self-care practices are and start back implementing them. The other thing is to start speaking up. What do you mean start speaking up? Well, I can guarantee if you are a disappearing woman, you've lost your voice because for one, you're just tired anyway. You're exhausted. You're tired of fighting. You're tired of not knowing who you are. And sometimes, you know, when you do open your mouth, you're lashing out and you are you're just talking with a, um, a condemning tongue or you are attacking your mate and partner. But a lot of the frustration is, is within you because, you know, you've lost yourself. It has nothing really to do with the other person. Yeah. They probably got you to this point, but, you know, you made these decisions. And so you have to back down and say, you know what, it's not going to happen again. So not only do you have to speak up, you have to speak out for yourself and on behalf of yourself. And then the last thing is to absolutely be you after you start doing these things, you know, and there are so many other things. But I just gave you about, I think, five or six up things you could do to kind of start back feeling yourself and finding yourself. After you start doing these things, you should start feeling like yourself a little bit more. The more you feel like yourself, obviously, the more you can be yourself, the more you can have a healthy relationship because the relationship that you're in, if you've disappeared, you're not even really in a relationship. Your mate is with somebody else who he probably doesn't even know who you are or why you're the way you are, why you're the way you are. So you have to kind of take a step back and say, hey, you know what? You know what? I also would like to add start journaling and having a prayer life because, you know, you all know that I'm a Christian and I'm not pushing my my faith on you. But what I know is that when you find God, you find yourself. 
So for me, you know, getting back in the word and things like that, those are all things that that has helped me in the past and contributed to my ability to kind of remain who I am, you know. So I appreciate you listening. I hope that I've helped someone out there. I hope this information was helpful to you. And guess what? If it's not helpful to you, don't forget to share it. Send it along to someone else who you think may benefit from the information. This concludes this episode of Des 360. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week for more Wisdom and Wit for Women, where I send you back to life with the solution. Did you enjoy today's show? Visit my website, subscribe, and don't be selfish. Share this with your friends and family. I appreciate you all. Have a great week. Bye-bye.